Hey, what's up, Daily Dosers? It's Bob. Today, Nick and I muse about the differences in our inner voices, and we talk about how we both chickened out when we had the chance to meet and talk with some brilliant, famous people. And I share a story about what happened when I mustered the courage to actually approach and talk to one of my artistic idols. Get ready to be inspired to stalk the stars in your life. Or not. Enjoy. not a therapy session oh right when we talk well maybe then maybe i should reconsider this relationship maybe you should but i did want to talk about so i have admitted to you on occasion when i've felt like cowardly right i've I've talked to you a little bit about when i felt brave as well because that's something that i'm still working through is that you know that idea of I'm going to do something and be embarrassed, so I'm not going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I think the opposite of brave is not cowardly, though. I think the opposite of brave is not brave. Okay. I think cowardly is a harsh word. It's like we all chicken out from time to time. That's a good way of thinking about it because, you know, cowardly is a pretty awful word to use even on yourself. Well, because it's a bully word. Yeah. Who calls somebody a coward except for a bully? So you got an internal bully going on. Who knew that? Well, yeah, we all do. Don't we? (laughs) I have an internal buddy going on. I'll be honest (laughs) with you. I I make a mistake. I find a mirror. I look that guy in the face and he supports me. He loves me. Oh, that's good. Okay, I'm going to start doing that. But talk to me about this Talking there about was this kind of uh, experience. a conference a couple weeks ago called Spooky Empire. So it's like Comic Con, but for horror fans. Oh boy! Yeah, yeah so that I was, needed to be at that. That was down in Tampa. So they're going to do another one coming up in May here in Orlando. All right. Yeah. Good. So there were some celebrities there. So Bruce Campbell from the uh, Dead movies. Love yeah. it. Elvira oh. was there. She's still alive. In, in out of caught. She looks amazing wow she's she was a cool character i yeah she, she got me through a lot of friday nights when i was a kid she is uh she looks amazing she is amazing a lot of b-level characters like this is one of the victims of freddie from the second movie and that sort of thing twisted sister ah uh, d snyder oh that's a riot yeah wow and then the bad guy from big trouble in little china so wait, is that the same bad guy from um, from Bruce Lee Enter the Dragon? Isn't it Bolo? I don't think so. Oh, I can't remember okay. though, but it might have been because he's been in literally hundreds of movies. Yeah. So he started out. He was talking a little bit about it, and they had him uh, uh, do a talk about it. And so he started out, and like they needed an Asian guy in the background, and he was there, and so. He turned that into an entire career. Wow. And But anyway, so they, they had him there. He was signing autographs. And then later on, when they did the photos, he would dress up like in Big Trouble in Little China. That's awesome. It was amazing. And so I never know what to do with the celebrities there because they're all charging money, obviously, mm-hmm. to sign stuff. And they have their books and their headshots and all that stuff. But there are some times when the lines aren't that full and you can go up to them and just talk to them. And I've never felt like I could do that. And this time around, I kind of, I, I knew he was going to be there, but Clive Barker oh my. was there. Yeah. I, I've read a lot of his stuff. I, so have I. And I really admired him. He scared me so much. There are literally things I still cannot do to this day because of the way he described them and the master of things creepy. that he did. Oh, yeah. So he got really sick back in... Was it 2012 or 2015? 
a couple years ago, he had like toxic shock syndrome from a dental uh, uh, thing that he did. And he's not looking well. So he's not, and he's in his, he might be in his late sixties, early seventies at this point. I was surprised to find out he was that old, but um, like he's not long for this world and he didn't look well. He was, you know, in his own room. He wasn't up on the stands with the other people. And there were a couple of times where there was no one in there, no one talking to him. He was just kind of doodling. He does a lot of drawing. He was selling some of his work there. And I was like, I could, I could just go up and talk to him. I could just go up and have one connection with him. Hey, you meant a lot to me. I really love your work. You're amazing, etc. Yeah. And I could have even said etc. And I'm sure he would have been fine with it. And I just, for whatever reason, I went in there once. I looked around. He was talking to somebody else. I was like, I'll come back. There's always another chance to do it. And I finally got to the last day of the conference. I was helping somebody else with their booth. And they closed it up. And he was gone. Ah, opportunity missed. Yeah, so I just... And you have regrets. I, yes and no. I mean, I don't, you know, do people need that? Right? Like, would it have meant anything to him? Would it have meant that much to me to go up and say that? I'm trying to justify it it a little. Yeah. Because you're still thinking about it. Yeah. Yeah. And, And here's the thing. You, I, I've experienced similar things where I have chickened out as well, going up to people who are really famous that I'd love to say something to, but have no idea. But I think then I, I started thinking about the regret that happens afterwards, and it kind of bolstered me to be more bold. And a few instances, I've really just walked up and said hello to people. And once I was stopped from going right up and saying hello to Stan Lee, uh, and that's an opportunity that will never happen again. Yep. Uh, but it was it was in a deli in L.A. And my good friend David Rizalski was with me, and he said, "Stan Bleepin' Lee," and I said, "Stan Bleepin' Lee, what? What's what what Stan Lee?" Yeah. And he goes, "No, look behind you." And there was Stan Lee, and he goes, "Robert, we are not going to interrupt Mr. Lee. We're going to allow him to enjoy his bratwurst without being interrupted by a fan." And I'm like, "That's L.A. cool right there." Yep. But guess what? I don't know that I would have had the guts to go over and say hi anyways. I think he saved me from having to chicken out on that one. Nice. So I, I think, you know, I respect that you really wanted to talk to Clive Barker. I listening to you. I'm like, man, I would love that opportunity. And, uh, and I never had it. Yeah. But guess what? You did and you blew it. Thank you so much. <laughs> but I think that'll drive me next time around. Like, again, what's the, I, I you know, on some level, what's the worst that can happen? He's going to say, oh, thanks. But I'll or, tell you, I'll tell you what the worst that can happen. I met Dale Chihuly once. Amazing oh, glass, glass sculptor. Yeah, he yeah, likes yeah. to be called Master Chihuly. I was at Art Basel in Miami Beach and I see Master Chihuly and he's probably about five foot seven, five foot eight with a shock of silver wiry hair under a colorful beret with a patch over his eye. He's had the patch for a number of years and he's wearing these incredible Boots. They're like motorcycle boots, but they're spattered with colored glass so that they look like art themselves. Maybe he designed them or maybe they just happened in the workshop. And he's on his arm is this like six foot tall, beautiful blonde woman. And I, I'm like, I got to go say hello to Master Chihuly. So I walk over and I shake his hand and I say, Master Chihuly, thank you so much for the art you've created. It's truly an inspiration and I, I love your work. And he looks at me and he says, very sincerely, I got to go. And he turns around and walks away. 
that was uh, that was my whole experience with Dale Chihuly. And uh, and I'll be honest with you. So sometimes you you have the guts to go, and it doesn't go with you. So maybe this is a little bit like a therapy session. Do you have your own missed opportunities? If so, what are you going to do next time? In my case, I'll be following updates on the Florida cons to see when Mr. Barker is coming back through. Does that sound a little too stalker-like? Let me know. Check out Bob and I on the social medias. And if you're not already subscribed, subscribe to the podcast. Have a wonderful weekend.